At Woodside Bible Church, we gather each week to pursue God by studying His Word together. Today, we invite you to look deeper into 1 Peter, tuning into our current series, Unshakable, Steadfast Hope in an Unpredictable World. Join us as we allow God's Word to shape us and renew our hope with the brilliant truth of the gospel. Hey, good morning to all of you. It's good to see you today. Uh, I'm part of the, the teaching team at the Woodside and always enjoy coming to a Woodside of Warren. So thanks for being here, and it's a joy for me to be here with you too. I also do the chapels for the Detroit Tigers, and so a lot of that's been by Zoom this year. Uh, in fact, right now, uh, if I wasn't here, I would be on a Zoom call, and guys, we do chapel on Sunday morning. I'm not at the ballpark, but guys Zoom in, and we just do a chapel uh, wherever they're at. We've done Bible studies and some other things as well that I'll mention. But we want to really jump right into the Word of God today. And so if you have a Bible with you, uh, we'll be in 1 Peter. And I really encourage you to uh, follow along there. If you'd like to take notes, there'll be some things that you could write down that will help your study of God's Word uh, as well. Let me just start with uh, reading a little excerpt from an article from the New York Times this past July. Here's what the headline said. It was an opinion piece. It was, uh, Feeling Hopeless. Embrace it and then take action. And here's how the article began. Uh, there, there's, there was no particular moment when I gave up hope. It's been a gradual, uh, growing process. Boy, how about that? I gave up hope. He uh, goes on to say, uh, once I'd given up, despair sometimes overtook me and I could not locate myself. Long denied painful feelings insisted on being noticed. I searched for something, anything, with which to distract and busy myself. A goal, a, a direction, the promise of a worthy accomplishment, or at least a diverting amusement. Anything to avoid uh, dissonance between my lifelong propensity toward optimism and my growing sense of despair. Uh, maybe you feel that way today to some degree. Uh, USA Facts reports that 48% of Americans uh, are feeling down or depressed or hopeless uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, in another uh, article from a health page of CNN in June titled Feeling Hopeless After a Tough Week, here are five things that may help. And here are the five things they list. Acknowledge your feelings and put a label on them. Uh, two, connect with others. Three, get involved. Four, be kind to yourself. And five, acknowledge the good. It's not a bad list, but there's just one big problem with it. What's that? God is just kind of left out of the equation. And so we as uh, believers and followers of Christ, we have the um, uh, ability and we are able to go to the Word of God and say, okay, where does God come in and factor in when we may feel hopeless, uh, discouraged, or in despair? And so that really is the premise for beginning a new series at Woodside starting today uh, from the book of First Peter. And the, the title of the series is Unshakable, uh, Steadfast Hope in an Unpredictable World. And today we'll really see while many feel hopeless, and if you feel that way, boy, join the club. Uh, many have experienced that at times in different ways during uh, COVID and at other times in life. But understand this, Jesus is our hope. 
And that doesn't change. And so for a believer who has to live in the same world as those that don't know Christ, uh, there's something different. We have the hope that Jesus offers to us. First Peter is a book I really enjoy uh, and uh, love reading and studying and teaching. Uh, Peter wrote this letter in um, uh, 64 AD. So about 30 years after the resurrection and ascension of Christ back to heaven. Peter's in Rome, uh, 64 AD. He writes this letter to churches uh, that are in present day Turkey and believers up there. So it's a letter that will be taken to a group of people uh, that we don't know how we knew them, but it's gonna go to them and it's gonna help them have what we need today, have hope in tough times. And so that's the, the setting of the letter. Uh, the theme of the letter, uh, you could put this way, and we'll actually uh, look at this verse here in a moment, but the theme of the letter could be stated this way, stability in God's grace. So having stability in life. Now, I kind of chuckle at that because Peter wrote this. And for at least a good part of his life, this guy was anything but what? Stable. Isn't that something? Uh, yet God used him to teach us about living stable lives in Christ and because of God's grace. Uh, if you have your Bible, look at the very last chapter of the book. And I love it when books in the Bible do this. But in the very last chapter of the book, Peter tells us exactly why he wrote this letter. He gives the purpose statement for it. Not every book in the Bible does that, but many do, where the author will say, here's why I'm writing. And so in chapter five, verse 12, here's what Peter says. I have written briefly to you exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. And so he says, I'm gonna write to you to tell you about God's grace, and not a fake grace, but the true grace of God. And I want you to stand firm in it. That's where we get the idea of stability. And so if you want a great theme for the book of 1 Peter, it's finding stability, steadfastness in God's grace and in God's hope. And that is the theme of the book. Uh, I wanna encourage you and then kids that are here with us today, maybe you can even do this with your parents. But there are certain words in this book, uh, in this letter, that are repeated. And it would be great to go through, maybe as a family, maybe on your own, and circle or highlight those words sometimes. Let me give you some words to look for. Uh, one is the word grace. The word grace is throughout this letter, and it really breaks down the entire structure of it. Uh, another one to look for is the word salvation. And in our message today, the passage we look at, we'll see that word, salvation. And another little phrase to look for in this book are the words for you or yours. Because what this letter is saying is God's grace is what? For you. And it's for every one of us who want to receive Christ and accept him. And so those are some things to kind of look for uh, as you go into this book. Um, and here's a last little bit of background that may help you. Here's Peter's situation when he wrote this book. There was not a COVID-19 pandemic, but he was living in the city of Rome. And up until now, 
uh, the Roman government had been fairly open to Christianity. But uh, then they got an emperor named Nero. And Nero was very self-centered, did his own thing. Uh, a lot you may know about Nero as one of those Roman emperors. And Nero wanted to build himself a new palace and the best piece of land in Rome to build his new palace was on a plot of land that was already occupied with homes and businesses. And so you know what Nero did? This is according to uh, tradition, history. Nero set that area of the city of Rome on fire. He said, I'll just burn those buildings out and then I'll take the land. And the fire got out of hand. And way more of Rome burned than Nero intended. And um, uh, many people died. Many people were displaced. Many people were isolated alone. And Nero now needed a scapegoat. So guess who he picked? He blamed the fire on the Christians. You know why? What did the Christians talk about happening one day at the end of the world? The world would be destroyed by what? Fire. And Peter even writes about this in his two letters. And so he pinned it on the Christians. You ever heard the phrase, uh, Nero fiddled while Rome burned? Anyone ever heard that phrase? That's what it's talking about. Nero just kind of did his own thing, let Rome burn and blamed it on the Christians. And that was really the start of a lot of persecution toward Peter and the other Christians in Rome at that time. So you talk about being hopeless, now they're trying to kill me. Now they want to imprison me. Now they want me to leave. And uh, he writes this letter about, even in those times, God's grace is there for you. And so that's the setup and the premise of the book. Uh, look with me in chapter one. And we're gonna just jump right in. There are three points you'll see there in your outline. But it says this, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles, uh, note those two words. They're almost different. Boy, you've been chosen by God, but you're living in exile. <laughs> you talk about a high and a low. Man, God cares about me. God knows me. Uh, yet I am isolated and alone. Uh, you know what? Uh, that is part of life, isn't it, in this world? It's kind of a roller coaster sometimes. Man, I'm, I'm on a high, and now I'm on a low, and I'm being challenged in my walk in faith in Christ. Um, it goes on to say, of the dispersion of uh, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And those are the five regions of Turkey that this letter will go to. According to the foreknowledge of God, and understand this, the foreknowledge speaks of God's all-knowing power. There's not a thing you're going through that God does not know about. Not a thing. Not a thought you have that he's not aware of. And our all-knowing God is there with us at this time and all times. And then it goes on to say this, and note the Trinity mentioned here of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit and in obedience to Jesus Christ, the Father, Son, and the Spirit, for the sprinkling with his blood. May grace, there's one of our key words, and peace be multiplied to who? You. And so there's another one of our key words to be looking for. Uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance 
that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for who? You, who by power are being guarded through faith for a salvation. Another key word, ready to be revealed in the last time. Just, folks, the first point is this, is that uh, we ought to praise God that heaven is secure. You're not gonna lose that. We may lose a lot of stuff in life. May lose some wealth, maybe health, uh, maybe friendships, uh, maybe a possession. Uh, we'll lose loved ones uh, during time, but we're not gonna lose heaven, amen? It says kept in heaven for you. That's our inheritance. The word kept there is the word that was used of a Roman soldiers guarding something. So the elite soldiers of that day uh, would guard something and protect it. And God is saying, hey, I'm guarding your inheritance in heaven. And so praise God for that. You want to be lifted up and reinvigorate in your hope? There's no greater hope than that. Some a friend of mine says this. He said, hey, life's tough. After that, you die. <laughs> and I kind of like that. Okay, life's tough. You're going to die. But you know what? Guess what's kept for you when you die? Heaven. Nothing better than that. This is all temporary here. And sometimes we get so caught up in it, we lose sight that uh, heaven is forever. And that's kept for the believer and the father of Christ. So don't lose hope. Praise God, heaven is secure. Here's the second lesson we learn in the next portion of scripture. It says, uh, verses six through nine, we're gonna see here that even in our suffering, uh, it reveals our faith and we ought to be praising God. Let me read these verses beginning at verse six. Uh, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Uh, and so everything that we're going through, a civil unrest, a COVID-19, uncertainty and animosity in politics, all of it, and whatever you personally may be going through. You know what God says? The various trials, all sorts of kinds, are gonna come. But you know what? You can praise God even through those because it is something that builds our faith in God and what he has said. Uh, more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to result in praise. I didn't make it up. In the midst of suffering, we ought to be praising God, even through the trials. Glory and honor at the revelation of Christ. Uh, one day we'll celebrate these trials in heaven. Uh, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, uh, the salvation of your souls. And so, folks, let's remember, this is temporary here, this suffering. But even through it, we praise God. I want to show you a video clip. Uh, hopefully, it'll be an encouragement to you today. I mentioned some of the things we've done with the Tigers. So we do an annual outreach. Many of you have been to it called Home Plate at the ballpark. You come to a game early. Players come out and share their faith and then stay for the game. And we had it all scheduled for June this year. And, of course, 
no fans at the ballpark this year, and they weren't even playing games in June. So about a week and a half ago, we had prepared for it. We actually did a virtual home plate. And uh, you can go watch it. Uh, the website is uh, homeplatedetroit, homeplatedetroit.org. There's a button there, you click on it, you'll be taken to the YouTube video. And eight of the Detroit Tigers talk about their career and their faith in sports. Frank Tanana gives the gospel. And a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Hammett, a former uh, lead singer for Sanctus Real, and now is his own uh, music, a uh, Christian artist. Uh, Matt sang some songs. And the first song he did was with him and his son, Bowen. You talk about suffering. Uh, Bowen nearly died at birth. And Bowen's been through a lot of heart operations and different things. And they wrote this song called Heart Strong. So I just want to play it for you. Uh, he did this Hey, what's for up, everybody? Play. I'm Matt Hammett. This is my son, Bowen. He is 10 years old, and last summer, Bowen had his third major open heart surgery. And one of his dreams was to record and write his own album. And that's what we did. We recorded an album for Bowen, and now you can get it anywhere you stream music on Spotify. It's just under Bowen Hammett. So we're going to kick it off with one of his songs. And uh, I'm excited to sing for the Tigers and the fans today. Bowen, are you excited? Yes. All right, let's kick it off with Heart Strong. Here we go. You're afraid of what's in front of you When you worry about what could happen to you Want you to know I've been there too I wear a scar on my heart like a surreal When you walk through the dark, no, you're not alone Want you to know we'll make it through Heart's strong, pressing on I stand red, no matter what comes my way no matter what comes along, I'm gonna live hard strong. I won't quit, I won't break, I have faith. No matter what comes my way, no matter what comes along, I'm gonna live hard strong. When you feel like you can't get over your doubt, I know you're down, but you're not. good and uh, that's what Peter is saying live heart strong uh, no matter what comes your way 
live heartstrong because of God's grace if you know Christ as your Savior. I really encourage you to check out, I think if you Google Bowen's Heart, uh, I think he's got his own website. And uh, there actually is a rendition of uh, that song with a bunch of kids who have been through heart surgery. And so you kids really might enjoy uh, watching that as your parents might as well. And so check out uh, Bowen's Heart or Google Matt and Bowen uh, Hammett. Hey, last point, and then our time's up. Uh, here in uh, chapter three or chapter one, 1 Peter, verses 10 through 12, he talks about praising God uh, because of heaven. We saw that. Praising God through trials and praising God for our salvation that we enjoy uh, even right now, not just one day in heaven. Salvation is a present day experience for the believer. We live differently. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new what? Creation. And so praise God for that. Here's what it says in verse 10. Concerning this salvation, there's one of our key words, the prophets who prophesied about the grace, another key word, that was to be yours, God's grace is for you, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. That's speaking of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Uh, it was revealed to them that they were not serving not themselves, but serving you uh, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you. And several times there, this is for you. By the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things to which uh, angels long to look into. And uh, we learn here that salvation is present day. It's not just about heaven one day, it's about right now. And uh, two things he points out and kind of alludes to throughout scripture this is true, is one is that Jesus gives us our, identify, our, our identity. He's the one who defines us. The world doesn't define us. COVID-19 doesn't define us. Christ defines who we are, what we have, and how we should live. And then the other part of that that's true is um, he gives meaning to life. You know, sometimes through tough times we can lose sense of our purpose. Why am I here? Well, Jesus tells us why we're here and gives us the courage to live that out. So don't ever feel like uh, your salvation doesn't apply to the here and now. It applies to the here and now, and it's what gives us the hope we have. I wanna finish up with a true story from a little book called The Power of an Encouraging Word, and it's a story about the Olympics. Every four years, amateur athletes from nations throughout the world compete in the Olympic Games. No other sports spectacle has such a historic or thrilling background. Flags flutter from the top of the crowd-filled stadium. Cheers around the world ring out as runners enter the stadium carrying the Olympic torch. The lighted torch has been brought many miles from Greece where the games began 2,700 years ago. Derek Redman was one of those Olympic athletes who entered the stadium in 1992 Summer Games in Barcelona, Spain. Derek from the United States, 26 years old, had waited four years to compete. In Seoul, Korea, four years earlier, he had an Achilles tendon problem. He had waited until a minute and a half before the race uh, began, before he had admitted to himself he couldn't run. In November 1990, Derek underwent operations on both Achilles tendons. Uh, he's had five surgeries in all, but he continued to fight and come back. Uh, in fact, in the preliminary rounds, 
He had run a 400 meter in 45.02 and 45.03, his fastest times in five years. I really wanted to compete in my first Olympics, Redmond said. I was feeling great. Redmond could see the finish line as he rounded the turn into the backstretch. Suddenly he felt a sharp pain go up the back of his leg. It just came out of the blue. One minute I was running and the next thing was a pop and I went down. Halfway around the track, Redmond laid sprawled across lane five. His right hamstring had gone bad. It dawned on me I was out of the Olympic finals. He said, I just wanted to finish the race. Redmond struggled to his feet and began hobbling of the track in an attempt to reach the finish line. The winner of the heat, defending Olympian champ Steve Lewis, had finished and was headed toward the tunnel. So had the other six runners. But the last runner in the race hadn't, uh, but, but the last runner in the race hadn't finished. He continued to run. Jim Redmond, sitting high in the stands, saw Derek collapse. You don't need accreditation in an emergency, Redmond said. So Redmond, a 49-year-old machine shop owner, ran down the steps and onto the track to his son. Now the Olympic Games have the security of thousands of policemen and metal detectors, but no venue is safe when a father sees his son's dreams drifting away as Jim Redmond had. I had to get to him. The crowd realizing that Derek Redmond was not gonna quit, but rather he was running the race of his life suddenly stood and honored him with cheers. At the final turn, Jim Redmond caught up to his son, put his arm around him. You don't have to do this, he told his son. Yes, I do, said Derek. Well, then we're gonna finish together. Derek, leaning on his dad's right shoulder with intense pain, began sobbing. But together, father and son kept going. An Olympic usher attempted to escort Jim Redmond off the track. If ever a futile mission, had been undertaken, this was one. Derek and Jim Redmond continued arm in arm until they crossed the finish line to the roars of cheers from the Olympic Stadium. When the tears had stopped, Derek reflected on the race. I got knocked out because I finished eighth, Derek said, but I finished my race. Uh, in the Olympic Games, they'll put, if you, um, uh, they'll put an AB next to your name, meaning abandoned. Uh, and they put an A-B next to his name. However, Derek surely knows, along with a watching world, that he was never abandoned at all, but held up and crossed and carried across the finish line by a caring and loving father. What more can we know and expect from our Heavenly Father who will do the same for us? And folks, that's what Peter writes about. It's a race, and there's gonna be tough times, but God says, I'm here to give you the hope you need. Father, thanks for the word of God and for people that were in different situations but faced, uh, no doubt, challenges of despair, uh, challenges of missing hope uh, some 2,000 years ago. And we thank you that the eternal word of God is here for us to encourage us just as it encouraged them. And so I pray, Father, that we might find our stability in life through the grace of God that gives us hope. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Thank you for joining us as we study God's word together. We would love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org connect to introduce yourself to us today.